You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, back with another episode and yeah, uh, Scars and Stripes Coffee. This is, uh, you know, a huge operation. It's going to be, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's be. Uh, boys, thanks for having me in the house. You know, um, been chatting it up for quite a, quite a while now, learning learn a little bit about the story and a bit about you guys, but excited to share, you know, this, this passion that you guys have for coffee and background in the military to our listeners. Um, you know, yeah, thanks for your service, first of all. Uh, I know com- coming from a Brit, that's probably a ri- bit weird, right? But I know our listeners aren't British, so on behalf of them, thanks for your service. Thank you. Um, yeah, where, where did it start? Where did you guys start meeting? Where did you guys meet first? Well, I want to make sure that everybody knows that, that uh, as one of the co-founders, I'm, I'm not a, a veteran. Um, oh, but okay. I've always admired <laughs> that's the veterans and yeah. I always feel like it's so cool to be in the, the, the show. You know, I stand on the shoulders of giants, I feel like, you know, and the things that um, that veterans did for me and sacrificed for me really was the reason uh, starting behind Scars and Stripes Coffee was just knowing that there is things that happen in this world that I'm protected from and I mm-hmm. never even know about, you know. And as I say, I always feel like once you get to know veterans, you know that every one of them have sacrificed and have been scarred by it. It doesn't matter if you had a keyboard in your hand or a rifle in your hand or whatever you had. The fact that you missed sometimes childbirths, definitely missed birthdays. When my kids were born, I was there. You know, when my kids had the flu, I was there. These guys didn't get to experience that. And and so I just, that's the part of scars of the title that that comes from. I just thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Hey guys, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so you, what, what did you do before, what do you do now before this? So, uh, I've always been in the medical business. I I sell medical implants. And one of the things that, um, not being a veteran, I got to experience, um, being around a veterans on a daily basis was I'm a consultant, uh, independent contractor at the VA in Oklahoma city. Gotcha. And so for seven years, I was going to and from work and I always had to go in. I checked in at the same place before I went to surgery and I would see these veterans come in and, and their faces were kind of, you know, not real happy, you know, coming up to the VA and not, not because the VA, I just don't, you know, but when they got around their friends, they lit up, you know, and, and, yeah. and their faces were just so bright and so excited to be around their, their buddies again, you know, and right. the people they served with and, and could understand them. Um, and I just thought, you know, they, they never talked about their sacrifices, you know, so I would see double amputee, um, men, um, and they would never talk about that. They would just talk about last night's game and how much fun they had and watching the game and harassing their buddy. And it just dawned on me. I said, man, the bond that, that veterans have is so deep and so real. I, I live in the corporate world and, I, and it was just an, an inside look of going, this is so real. And yeah. so I, I, I missed out on that realness of, of a bond that is unbreakable. You know, mm-hmm. So that's kind of like my background in terms of how I got thinking about this and, gotcha. and thinking, is there a way to kind of give back as a civilian and, and put something together where we, where we get brothers and sisters back together? Okay, cool. And then what's, I mean, like I said, you've been in and done. 
Uh, right out of high school, I joined the Navy. Okay. In 2000. And I was, you know, I did a year in Greece, which I was, I was there whenever September 11th happened. Okay. And then I went to San Diego. I was out there for two years. Then I was here in Oklahoma for a little over three. Okay. Then I got out and got on with the police department here in Oklahoma City and been going at it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different animal, too, with the police department. I mean, oh, the yeah. stuff that you've been dealing with. You, you know, it's crazy, though. 60% of law enforcement and first responders are military vets. So we still have that camaraderie that we did yeah. before. Yeah. Which is really nice. How is Greece? Greece is beautiful, man. Different, isn't it? Oh, I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's so different. I was on the island of Crete. And that okay, just, yeah. Uh, they say, what, it's kind of like Hawaii for the States. Yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, I had a blast. That was my first experience with going overseas, too. So oh, cool. I was just 18, 19 years old. That was, yeah. that was great. So did you just grow up thinking, I'm going to go serve? You no, know, I didn't, actually. You know, I've always wanted to be a police officer, and that's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. But I joined the military because I knew that that was the only, that was the only way I was going to get to be a police officer because I don't like school. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a college guy, man. That's yeah. Sitting in class just wasn't my thing, and I knew that a lot of departments, they honored the military, and that was the route that I went and yeah. never looked back. So one year in Greece and then came back to the States, mm -hmm. and San Diego must have been great. Yeah, I was on the island of San Clemente, so I worked a week on, a week off. Okay. I'd fly out to the island, I'd be there for a week, then I'd fly back. Yeah, it was real rough. Yeah. Turning 21 yeah. in San Diego. Surfing, <laughs> sitting on the beach. Tanning. Right, yeah it, yeah, it was tough. For a week and then going back to work for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's, uh, so what was the total that you served? A little over, a little over six years, almost seven years. Okay, and then you're like, I'm going to go be a policeman. This is right. good. You know, I... The military is great, and it's just I wasn't big on starting over all the time. And mm -hmm. as a veteran, as a military active duty person, for the most part, you're starting over every four years. Just because you've been moved moved around, right. Right. okay. And, and that's tough. That wasn't for me. I was ready to lay down some roots and yeah, stayed here. So did you both grow up in Oklahoma? No, I grew up in Texas. Okay, and you I ended up Texas. up here. I did. This is my last duty station, and you know, Oklahoma's just. The same feel as Texas. The people care about each other, you know. Yeah. And that, that was really important to me. Cool. Cool. So, do you grow up here too? Yeah, I grew up in uh, oh, Dell City, Dallas. actually, across oh, from Tico right. Air Force Base. So, uh, even though I haven't, I wasn't in the military, I kind of feel like I've always been around the military a little bit. Um, but I, I grew up from across from Tinker. And, um, you know, it was pretty interesting. We were talking about the other day, just as a side note, that we were, uh, I was a, around when they started doing the Mach 1 testing. And it was yeah. interesting when you when you hear the background on Mach One testing. It really was uh, a, an experiment in Oklahoma City to it's find insane. out to find yeah. out what what people would tolerate. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And, and it wasn't it wasn't like you know uh, we're testing to see if we can get there. It was it was testing the the uh, capacity mental capacity of a, of a, a community to see if they could tolerate that yeah. boom. And I just remember as a kid, you know, it lasted for it seemed like years, but when in, in hindsight, it was only about a six month time frame when they finally they said we can't do it anymore, you know. Yeah. And, and so it was, uh, but yeah. So I grew up around there and and um, you know went to college at UCO and in Edmond and. Um, went out to Chapel Hill for a little while for graduate work and came back and um, just loved the state. I mean, I just love mm -hmm. Oklahoma. And it's kind of like when you live somewhere, you have a little bit of an imprinting, I think. And, I, and even though North Carolina was great, I just never fell at home. So came back home with my wife and been setting up shop here for some years now. Yeah. And then just medical field was just a natural transition. It was just kind of one job that popped up. Yeah. So I, when I started, I, I wanted to go be a, 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 
a psychologist. That's what I, my degree was in, you know, and I was going to go get a doctorate and I was really passionate about that. And when I got to um, the big league, so to speak, I found out that, you know, research and things wasn't kind of my cup of tea. It was four walls looking at you and you're, and you're, you know, you late nights in the lab and things like that. And I thought, man, this is just not what I want to be. And so um, I actually reached out to a friend of mine that's my dad's. He's an Army Ranger, actually, but he's a great guy named Tom McKnight out of Atlanta, Georgia. And he had gotten into software sales. He's in his um, 70, late 70s, a Vietnam veteran. And we started talking about kind of sales. And and uh, I said, well, Tom, I think I want to go do software sales. He goes, well, why would you do that? I said, well, it sounds like it's pretty good living. And he goes, but you don't like, you like medicine. I said, yes, I, I do. He goes, well, Go into medicine, then. You know, go sell, <laughs> yeah. you know, medical implants, and and that was kind of the start of the medical implant um, endeavor, and it's been tremendous. I've gotten to see some amazing, um, the, some of the smartest minds in the world with neurosurgeons and spine surgeons, and uh, just getting to kind of see how they work and getting to see some intra-operative mm-hmm. uh, in the surgery suite, some of the corrections and brain tumors resections, and just all kinds of different things. It's been tremendous experience, you know. Yeah. So yeah, it's amazing to see that stuff. I have a few friends who do that, and guys that I've met through just golfing and stuff like that. And they, uh, I was traveling back from uh, Arizona recently, sat with um, a guy that I know is a hand doctor. And he's like, look, these are the pictures I send. I show my clients before and after. And like some of the stuff that they do is unbelievable, isn't it? You know, and I don't, I can stomach that stuff to an extent. So I was kind of watching it, you know, looking at it. I'm like, it's really interesting to see the inside of somebody's arm, right? You know, oh, but, but taking out tumors or taking out, you know, whatever it is, like it's, it's amazing to see that. You know, you made me think of my first time in, a, in a, it was a cath lab. I was selling uh, just commodities. I, I had to get started yeah. selling something. So I started selling some commodity type items into the procedure rooms. And so I, it was a, a glass room that you could view the, the, the procedure going on in the, in the cath lab that go, you know, through the femoral artery. Yeah. And they do a lot of um, work through that and mainly invasively. And so I remember they have a, um, I think they call it a flashback. But anyway, when they insert the, sorry for everybody that might be squeamish, they insert that needle, there's a yeah. big flashback of blood. And yeah. I just remember getting real like lightheaded. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I'm here by myself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a goof. I'm about to pass out, you know, I go right. white and everything. But you're right. Some of the things that you see, you know, in the Scully procedures when um, it's phenomenal what Scully surgeons can do for, for adolescents, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, it wasn't that many years ago that it was kind of a, a, a sentence of, a, a degenerating spine for the rest of your life. And now we've got, you know, kids that go in and get, you know, spine procedures and fusions and, and they live perfectly normal lives, you know, for the most part. And yeah. anyway, it's, it's just been a, a fascinating thing to be involved in. Yeah, definitely. And me being a golfer coming to mind, like Tiger's spine surgery that he's had, and now he's once won the masters. Like that's amazing. And now, like I said, technology has come on so much and develops and it just changes lives not like back in the day where someone has a broken something and they that's it they're bedridden for the rest of their lives and they're done um but yeah it's amazing to see that on the coffee side have you guys always just grown up with a love of coffee you know i've always been a drinker of coffee yeah you know normally i uh I like the Dr. Dove a lot, you know, with my creamer and stuff like that but as i've gotten older i've been able to appreciate the different flavors and all right. that right 
<laughs> you know, it's funny you ask mine because I, we were just chatting before. I didn't drink coffee till like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always been a tea drinker, but like I probably remember when I was about 10, I drank a cup of Maxwell House and my mom was drinking and I thought, I, I, I have no clue how you're drinking this, mom. I'll never touch it again, <laughs> right? I mean, and so uh, I, um, it was funny kind of how things happen, but um, I, I was drinking so much tea I started a, a, a bike nonprofit for kids uh, called uh, Cycles for Life. And so I was riding a bunch on my bike and uh, cycling, and I started getting these leg cramps, like Charlie, like like literally like like you couldn't walk. It yeah. was hurting so bad. And and so I thought something was really happening. I was turning 40, you know, and 42 at the time. I thought, okay, here it comes. This is what everybody's been talking about. I'm falling <laughs> apart. And uh, anyway, so I started researching. I was drinking so much caffeine through the tea that no matter how much water I drank, I wasn't hydrating my muscles. And so they were cramping up basically yeah. because of the cycling. So I said, all right, let's just stop drinking tea. Sure enough, it goes away. I'm like, thank goodness I'm not falling apart, you know, yeah. but then I couldn't wake up. So I thought, man, I'm going to try this gourmet coffee, you know, and I, I always remember the movie Pulp Fiction and, and I remember Quentin Tarantino, you know, it's like, yes, I get good coffee. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try some good coffee. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it just happened. I'm like, man, that's not bad. Pretty good. You know, and it uh, gave me that little bump in the morning. I only need one cup. None of the health problems came back. And so that kind of started me on the path of this crazy ride that we've been on. And um, I will tell you, it's divinely inspired hundred yeah. percent, but it's been fun and, and I'm, we're just leaning in and keeping going it's 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 right i don't know i mean just meeting this guy being in the room with brad cotton today being in the room with you right mm-hmm. now it's phenomenal i just can't it gives me chills to think yeah. about where we're, where we are you know where we've been and where we're heading because it's it's going to be something special man it's going to yeah, be really I'm, special I'm, i appreciate the time and just to get in your you know in the phase of like i know you guys are exploding but like in 10 years time it's gonna be a whole different animal you know and be like <laughs> yeah. we've done three episodes since then kind of thing you know and just kind of <laughs> follow you guys' progression but um when you went when you're working with a va and you see these guys the camaraderie when they light up they're happy and light goes off it's like right let's do something with this uh how how, when did you guys meet like how did that go and then to now like what were you just like hey let's just start this some business i think coffee will work like Man, I'll tell you. What was you, that like? Um, I, I don't I want you to talk about this, but I want to talk about the etiology of kind of like the, the progression of of what happened. And I think it's important that you know what the what the meaning behind the, the yeah. title of the, the the company is. And, you know, scars really is for those scars that the, that veterans never talk about. And mm-hmm. as a civilian, if you really love your veterans and you love coffee, well, here's a great way to say thank you for those scars that you yeah. live with that I don't, you know. Yeah. Everybody has scars. It doesn't You don't have to be in the military to, right. to get those. But it's just that camaraderie of that, you know, knowing that. But stripes uh, is biblical. It's uh, Isaiah 53, 5, by his stripes we are healed. Okay. And so then coffee, uh, if you think about, even atheist historians today will say there's too much evidence that Jesus Christ walked the earth as opposed to he didn't. So who was the man, Jesus Christ? And yeah. everything that I read is basically a guy that was a guy of love and kind of a hippie and just, you know, loved woodworking, would hang yeah. out with anybody. And so I just can imagine that if you and I had a difference today, if we, and Jesus was sitting here next to us, he said, hey, can we have a cup of coffee to see if we can work things out? You know, yeah. I bet we'd walk away friends. And so that's, that's kind of the, the I mean, that is the uh, behind the name. And to me, no matter what faith you are in this country, the veteran is who protects the right to be able to practice whatever faith we want, as long as it doesn't hurt our right. fellow you know, human being. That's very special uh, and something that we, that I'm so glad that, that they mm-hmm. provide for us, you know? So, um, but 
you know, along the way, you know, my original thought was that you would have, you know, in no way is this a network marketing company. I want to make sure that everybody, right. your yeah. listeners know this is not a network marketing. It is a single level direct marketing company. Mm-hmm. So it's eat what you kill. You know, I mean, if you if you think of it that way. Um, you go sell some coffee, you get, you get paid commission on that and nobody's making money necessarily on their downline or anything right. like that. It's a, it's a brotherhood and sisterhood that yeah. probably this is the most unique population that this would actually work in. When right. you start working with veterans, they love one another so much. They will do whatever they have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad has, have, dr- has driven many a mile just to go help out a brother or a sister in this coffee business. And I can't, I mean, I've just gotten to know him. So I know yeah. he's done this many times in his life, you know, but, um, I, when I started, I thought, okay, you know, you'll just be kind of a, a lone wolf. You sign up, you go sell the coffee, we'll, we'll roast it, we'll pack it, we'll warehouse it, we'll ship it for you. you don't want to, we don't want you to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But then I found out that um, there is a lot of hurting brothers and sisters out there, and I started getting texts and you know, calls that, hey, I'm, I'm got a question for you. And, and kind of as a civilian, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever I can do to help because I want to help you guys. Yeah. Well, you start getting more and more of these calls, and it, it, it can really overwhelm you, you know, not only like emotionally, but physically and, and, and so and mentally. Um, I met a guy named Zach Brown, who's uh, his, our command sergeant major. So he is in charge of all of the teams, lives in um, uh, South Oklahoma. He sat me down one day and he said, I, I've been praying about this thought, this idea, and when I heard about what you're doing, it just fit within what I wanted to try to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so he said, the way that you're going to have to structure this is very similar to the military so that people understand when they get into it, the, they understand that they, they like that they're drawn to that, which is, uh, we have six person squads. Somebody becomes a squad leader based on their, um, leadership ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they get promoted to a platoon leader. And for those that aren't in the military, a, a squad is made up of six. Then you have a platoon that's made up of six squads. Then above that is a company, and you have four companies gotcha. beneath you. So, at the highest level, you could have you know 126 people underneath you, roughly. Yeah. And so he said, if you continue doing what you're doing, because he's in the space, he understands it. He's a veteran, combat veteran, been on 700 plus combat missions, and so uh, he understands that in order for this to work, you had to structure it so that there is a leadership, and that if I continued the way I was continuing, it was going to ruin my marriage, potentially my relationship with my mm-hmm. kids. And so that's when uh, people just started coming out, which was awesome. So Brad Cotton um, hears about us, and I'll let him tell the story, but uh, he becomes a platoon leader. And, and this is a man that uh, takes time out of his day uh, that just to give back because he loves the mission. I can't tell you how many times we've had conversation going you know, I appreciate everything you do. Is there something we can do for you? And he and basically just says, "Not let's just get this thing going. I yeah. love the mission. I want to see this. And, and there's nothing like it. That's, right. what's, that's what's crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like this out there. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I'd like, you know, Brad, I met. And go ahead and tell your side of the story on that. Well, the guy you're talking about is Zach Brown. We, uh, I've known him for about three years. I've helped him on several things. He's uh, got a nonprofit called Casualties of War. He's He does a benefit every year called hogs helos and heroes and i like to go out there and help him with that whenever i can i'll do yeah. some filming for him or i'll just help him any way i can um and he's really what got me i started watching his uh social media feeds and it's all about this cars and straps coffee and i started questioning about it and i really liked what he had to say you know i liked what the mission of the company is and 
I was at January is whenever I signed on with the company, and we're still a very new company. But at the time, we were still getting the leadership together and all that, and everything's just falling into place, man. With uh, meeting these guys, the camaraderie, camaraderie that we all mm-hmm. have together, uh, we have a, a conference call every Sunday. Uh, we keep in contact with each other, and it's all about the accountability. So. The way the company is structured is that you've got your squads. So your squad leader is the guy who keeps in contact with his squad members. Theoretically, we want to, we want them to have contact with their people once a week, you know, just to check on them, make sure that they're okay mentally, make sure that they're okay physically, make sure they don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Along with that, we're going to help them with their sales and all that. As a platoon leader, I have people under me that I check on them once a week. So my squad leaders are getting checked on twice a week. Gotcha. I am getting in contact with these guys once a week and I check with my squad leaders once a week. So there's this accountability and that's what really got me going with this company Mm -hmm. is the fact that it's not just, we're not just giving each other, you know, Hey, we got something We're we got a mission, right? It's more accountability. I'm checking on you. You're checking on me. You're checking on your brother and we're going to, you know, there's so many things that we have in the works. You know, I want to start doing barbecues once a month. Yeah, just having one person. I want to have everybody there. Yeah. Um, and that is what got me so motivated to this. I've I've had suicide. People in my life commit suicide, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is some people don't want to reach out. They need people reaching out to them, and that's what I, that's just what motivates me. Yeah. Definitely. And I said, it's probably really natural for, to find people like, cause you know, with the whole structure, right. Isn't they, they used to it. They've lived it. That's right. It's just coffee now instead yeah. of missions or, or traveling or whatever their objective was. Right. So it's just, it fits, didn't it? And, you know, not having any experience with having dealt with, you know, serving and coming out and dealing with the PTSD and having to uh, get back to normal life then I'm sure that's just a blessing for them. It's just like, oh, like this is, we don't even have to adapt. This is normal, right? So I'm sure that's when, like you said, your your friend down, uh, you know, your sergeant, right, he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That was that was probably a great thing for you to hear because like, it makes total sense, you know? Oh, it, it, it does. And, and that's what's going to make it scalable too. Yeah. If you think about like my leadership team right now is it's, at some point it'll be, um, Command Sergeant Major, uh, my co-founder uh, Brad Dean, who's uh, is a veteran. He's he would be here today, but he's yeah. in Army, playing Army. He says he's playing twenty-two Army. years and can um, strong. He's a yeah. black hawk helicopter, black hawk helicopter pilot. Oh, I me. would love to go on one of those. <laughs> well, he's he's a great pilot. He's an just an amazing individual. Again, um, I would like to talk a little bit about Brad, just yeah. if we can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's. He's so uh, important in my life and, and the people that just keep coming into this thing. And, and as Brad says, we're so new, but it's just people keep coming to this because yeah. I think it's, 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 it's something that's been desired for so long, but no one really knew how to put it in, in play. And I'm so honored to be in, in a part of it, just a piece right. of it, you know. But, but Brad, you know, kind of going back to the idea that, that they don't talk about their scars. Well, I've known Brad for nine years. I worked mm-hmm. with him at a, a previous company. He worked in a different division, but we saw each other on a fairly regular basis. And I just got to know him over the time. We had an affinity for one another. And the irony of the whole thing was we just liked one another so well. We always talked about, hey, we're going to do something together someday. I don't know what it is. We're going to be selling 
umbrellas. I don't care. Whatever yeah. it is, we're going to do something together just to just to be able to hang out more, you know. And it was literally four or five years into I didn't even know he was a veteran. And so then it was another two years, and finally I'm like, uh, Brad, because he's always laughing. I'm like, Brad, what did you, what'd you do in the military? He's like, oh, I was a black helicopter pilot. I'm like, you were? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a rock star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of cool deal. I mean, yeah. he's a lieutenant colonel, and, and, and his next phase is being a colonel, you know, mm-hmm. and um, going to war school. And, and, I mean, like some of the brightest minds that you see out there, I mean, this yeah. is— he didn't just drive I'm a like, truck. No, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you, Brad? but he's always laughing and joking and and, um but he he won't tell you about the fact that he only sleeps about four hours a night you know the fact that he he does still continually wake up you know about things that he saw on his two two Mm -hmm. tours you know that he did and but he's but i mean he he loves being around his brothers and sisters and and so um he's just an amazing guy i mean i just i love the guy to death and and but i just keep meeting more and more people like this right And, and so um Anyway, so I, I'm not sure where I was going with that. Well, they're just talking about Brad and his story and like why you can't be here today because he's playing army. <laughs> yeah, he literally is still involved. So just, yeah. I, I want everybody to know that, I mean, I know I'm a civilian, but but this is real life people, man. Yeah. This is people that are still in, you know, either National Guard, active duty or um, or retired. But mm-hmm. I mean, this, what we're building here, Mike, is what's so special is that it's never been seen before, but, but there'll be a day when we look up and we're having a sales... Uh, celebration in Dallas, Texas, or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we've got a, we've rented out a stadium, and there's thirty thousand um, Salesforce out there from the just in the state of Texas and Oklahoma yeah. that are making good money. But it's not about the money. Right. It's literally about bringing this. Imagine if you could bring uh, the armed forces to a Salesforce. You know, yeah. the United States military now made up of a Salesforce. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest Salesforce, the most powerful Salesforce you've ever seen. Right. From guys that were literally potentially sitting, playing video games or whatever, uh, kind of lost, mm-hmm. you know, because the one thing I keep hearing from veterans and, and Kendall Dickerson a couple of weekends ago said it best. He, he had a great Facebook post, but he said, you know, um, when I went to the military, they, they, they tell you what haircut to have, they tell you what to wear, <laughs> when to get up, what to eat, when to go to sleep, uh, what to do while you're awake. And then you get out and it's like, all right, good luck. Yeah. And, and it hit me that his squad leader, um, Brad Valtier, reached out to him and said, hey, I'm doing an event um, at a college military awareness day. Would you like to come join me at this event? So we've got a tent, we've got the coffee, we, we sell our coffee there and we sample the coffee out. And he sent me some pictures and just seeing Kendall's face talking to some random person that came up to buy the coffee, you could just see the expression on their face that this means something. Yeah. This is a mission and they're excited to talk about the mission. And that that gives purpose team back. So we're not a suicide prevention company. Don't right. get me wrong. But if we do things right, that'll be a byproduct. We lose over... Uh, and Brad, you could talk about this. How many veterans we lose a day? You know, they say it's 22 a day, but yeah. the number's way higher than that because the the statistics are skewed. Yeah. You know, are they counting first responders that are actually taking their lives as well, that 60% of those are veterans? Yeah. So, I mean, it's way higher than 22 a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, it seems it's just it's a perfect fit. It's a natural fit for them to come out of the military and setting it up. And like I said, you're setting this up while they're still active so they can make that transition seamless. So you don't have that, like I said, that in-between phase where they're like, oh, I have to think for myself now. What should I do with my day? That's right. You know, and then 
you know, it, it could go one of any ways, right? It's you know, very rare that someone is like, right, I got something to do, I'm doing it, gone. You know, like I said, you have the majority or you know, definitely over 22 a day that come out and they're like, I just can't do it. And that's that's not easy to deal with, right? I mean, I, I don't have, like I said, I don't have any experience in it, but I've been around uh, suicide a little bit. Uh, we had an episode of it, stuff going on in my high school back home and just kind of, and the people who did commit suicide, you're like, it was like it, it was like the equivalent of the Robin Williams thing. Like one of my friends was yes. the happiest person in the world. Mm, yes, he was always out. He was always having a good time. And you wake up one morning, you look, you text you like, Rogers just passed away. You're like, what? Yeah. You know. And then you find out, and like, you know. And then, and then you ask all the questions. It's too late, mm. right? And now you're like, this is like I said, it's a byproduct. This this is not a suicide prevention company, but it's going to help, and it is helping by setting up this company. And who doesn't love coffee? You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know, it seems like everyone in the teams or everyone in, in the military drunk drinks coffee. That's yeah. right. So You know, and, and the thing is, is that uh, the way we're designing this and, and Brad and I and, and the whole leadership team, we continue to model this thing uh, that it's, we're not parson. You know, the one thing that people don't, as a civilian, I don't even know, but, the, you know, you might be able to speak to this. Well, I know you can, but, but, you know, when you sign up, for the military, it, you don't say, I'm only going to defend this person. I'm only going to defend that person. You, you say, I'm going to defend everybody. You know, yeah. that's that's what I'm going to do. So you may not agree with what someone says, but you're going to defend the right to say it. And so if we stick to what we're wanting to do, which is be non-political, just the fact that um, I what I would love someday, and I and I, I have this thought, one day we'll, we'll have something of awareness that, you know, today I feel like... Um, we've become so polarized in in a sense that we're forgetting the sacrifice that these guys do that we can disagree on something mike mm-hmm. but we should walk away um, i know you're from uk and everything yeah. but i still love you right we right. should be able to say hey but we're still human beings we still love um and so yeah we can disagree but we're still buddies right, right. and yeah. i feel like we're kind of going away from that a little bit in this in this country and it and it's becoming too too polarizing yeah. you know and and um would it be cool that a cup of coffee could start bringing us back together? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm sure that the, I think uh, people don't talk one and talk to each other anymore, right? It's text, email. There's, you lose that. You lose that eyeball. You lose that eyeball, 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 right? You lose that connection and that like, you know, you can get a much better sense for someone when you're in the room talking to them than like sending a text, you well, know, or an email or a phone call, whatever I mean, it is. My psychology background, but 80% yeah. of our communication is nonverbal. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. How do you do that through text? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So the coffee side of things, right? You, you know, this is, I'm currently drinking it too. It's, it's a great coffee. I'll say that. There's, I'm drinking it black. None of this. I have a friend who's definitely going to listen to this, Paddy, who's, he's from Ireland, but he lives here. Um, he grew up with the tea and, and he would just cream a coffee, sugar, whatever, you know, all the rest. I mean, it's like, it's, it's a white coffee, right? So Paddy, this one's for you. I'm definitely drinking it black. Um, you know, let's talk about the coffee. Where's that? You know, where do you? What's that whole process? How do you get it out to you know your sales team and, and the guys and stuff? And yeah, so I'm glad you asked that. I'm glad you enjoy it. I, I will tell you that um, when I started thinking about this idea, I knew that I wasn't. I didn't know anything enough about coffee, right. so I needed to find an expert in coffee. And again, you know, the fact that the company is divinely inspired people keep coming into my life that I never thought I would ever meet or Mm. be the right person to meet or whatever that case may be. But, um, 
so I, I thought, okay, I have this idea, but I've got to have a good quality coffee that someone wants to buy on a weekly, monthly basis because it is, it's not cheap coffee. Yeah. It's, it's a high-end coffee. You've got to match your coffee to how good the mission is. You know, Thank how you. good like the background of this company is, right? Because everything it's you've said is just like... the people in this country. Yeah. I mean, the most special people in this country. I cannot... You can't serve crap coffee. <laughs> you can't, right? I mean, you, 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 yeah. you're going to have the finest sales force the world's ever, right. the, you know, the country's ever seen. Let's put the best products with them too, you know? So um, the, the coffee is, uh, it's awesome. Awesome. It's the top 20% Arabica coffee. It's um, a, We have one origin right now. It's a single origin. Uh, and I do want to make sure people, it has notes of chocolate, semi-sweet chocolate, almond, but it's it, that's not in the coffee. So <laughs> don't worry if you have an allergen to that. It's just something that, uh, you know, the, the uh, people of tasting it have said these notes are, are, are there, you know. And so, uh, but it, uh, we... Uh, to, to behind the story, and, and I think that people need to know this because I love the man. But Todd um, Vinson, um, out of he started a company called uh, Iote, and and so he's just an amazing individual. I, I love the man to death, and um, he, he's definitely on the same mission that we yeah. are. Um, when you when you go meet Todd, he's just such a welcoming human being and a warm human being, and uh, the the name behind it says it all. But it's the name stands for Ends of the Earth. Yeah. Uh, which is biblically, it's Acts one eight. Uh, once you receive, receive the mm-hmm. understanding of Christ and the gift of Christ, you go into the earth to tell people about that. You know, and so, you know, I just when I thought about the idea, I, I went into um, the first coffee place I I, I, I saw, which was the Ote, and yeah. they had just started. You know, the roaster. So I went in and had this idea and this concept, and I was kind of thinking, well, anybody could take this concept. You know, I want to try to make this you know work. And so I went in. I started talking with Todd, and I said, well, tell me about your how you got started. Well, Todd um, started his coffee company. Um, uh, out of a boys' ranch in Chandler, Oklahoma, called Will Springs Boys' Ranch, and so I'm kind of thinking, oh wow. Um, so what is that about? And he goes, well, it's for at-risk boys that, yeah. that have issues. They can come out here. We can let them stay for a while, get them back on their feet. Well, if you remember, I started the 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 mountain bike club for at-risk kids, right? I would yeah. provide mountain bikes that could come out, ride once a week, go hang out, and and basically just show them how to ride a mountain bike and show them that there's people out here that love you. You know that we want to get you and we want to help you. Yeah. And and I thought, okay, I just got, I got to just lay it out there. You know. So I told Todd the idea, and I said, Todd, I'm going to ask you for a, a, pr- a price point that I I can't back up. You know, I have nothing, I, but I have an idea. And I, I told him about the idea, and so he goes, well, let me go talk to you know the, my financial partners and see you know what we can do. So he comes back, he calls me the next day, and he says, you got it. We're going to honor. You'll give you a runway about six months. Let's see what see what happens. Yeah. Since then, <laughs> that's all you needed. <laughs> that's that gave us our start, man. Yeah. And, and we we've just it's just increased and and it's just increased every month. And the 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 lives that is changing is is dramatic. And it's again, it's just an honor to be a, a part of it. But it's also an honor to be a part of. Todd and and what he's learned about roasting coffee and the right type of bean to get and and the fact that this is going to get huge it's it's already you know in its infancy but it's it's mm-hmm. already shown what it could be right. and as Brad said we have so many ideas in the pipeline about how to reach people and how to get them involved and how to um, you know save lives essentially yeah, yeah. you know get them involved and and but um, 
we will never ever downgrade our quality of being. Yeah. That's where you get in trouble, right? As you get things going and you're like, oh wow, I could make a little bit better margin. You start looking at your PL and you're know, like, yeah. It's not gonna happen. Right. And and we're gonna roast right here in Oklahoma City and we're gonna be sending millions of pounds of beans all over this country, potentially the world. Yeah. That will happen. It will happen. Yeah. And so anyway, it's just so awesome to be aligned with all of these people that I never knew a year ago, you know, yeah. not even a year ago. It's been five months, you know. Well, I have been working on the deal, the idea for about a year. So yeah. I've known Todd for longer than that. But anyway, it's just, it's fascinating to see. We're going to add other origins as we go, but we wanted to start with a roast that we felt like, you know, would hit about 7% of the pallets out gotcha. there. And like I said, I haven't can't tell you how many times I've seen we need to start recording Brad people's reactions oh yeah they have never tried the coffee and how many people walk up and go well I'm a coffee snob I, <laughs> I, I do mine just like this like this like this and they take it and, and, and they drink it and it's like wow I mean we've got something here mm-hmm. I mean the, people really love the coffee yeah yeah Todd does a great job uh, I've been fortunate enough to know Todd for about a year um, and they are doing great things you've definitely got a, an awesome coffee in there an awesome kind of you know, because I know, like his, you, I can see why you guys connected, because you just you're the same type of person, right? You're the same. Like he has the boys' ranch, and he just believes and has this vision for just helping people. And I see you both have this, that same thing, so that's really cool to see that. Uh, and you mentioned shipping all around the world. I mean, you've been in plenty of other countries already, right? Yeah, we've. You know, we're we're in. It's pretty cool. Once you talk about the teams and what I mean, how many? I mean, we're in 19 states now with teams. We've we've shipped to Lithuania before. We've yeah. shipped to Afghanistan. Yeah. We shipped to. You know, we're we're constantly growing. I think you said we we're getting about six people, new people a week, something That's like right. that. Yeah. Uh, last count I had, we had a little over 40 people here in Oklahoma alone. Uh, we've got a good group in Texas, and we're starting to get some in every state. Yeah. That's our goal. We want we want teams, squads in every state. You know, the more people we can reach, the more people we can help. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really the important part of it. Uh, but, you know, people talk to me. I'll, I'll ask them at events, you know, you, are you interested? They're like, oh, I'm not a salesperson. Yeah. You know, I always said that, too. Brad says he's not a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've always said I'm not a salesperson, but everybody's a salesperson. Whenever you start believing in something, you believe in mission. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, if you think you are or not. Whenever you start telling somebody what's going on why you're doing this for, who it's benefiting. If you feel it in your heart that it's right, then people feel it as well. And that's the biggest thing I, I want to relate to everybody that thinks that they're not a salesperson. Whenever you believe in something, you're selling Your passion selling it. And like, it goes back to your psych- psychological back, psych- psych- I can talk here, psychology <laughs> background uh, with the nonverbal communication, right? Because if you're passionate about something, someone sees that. And like I said, you may not be selling, you're just telling them about what you do. You bet. And it just like resonates and like, I want to be, I want to be a part of that. I didn't realize until we did the backwoods expo this year. And that's a really big expo and a big hunting fishing expo here in Oklahoma city. And, you know, I decided I'd give it a try, but this is my first event and man, we just blew it out of the water. You know, people were very receptive as to what we had to say. And, you know, the more people that we can, you know, get the word out there to the more veterans that I can talk to, Uh uh, the better it is. I, I think we got three or four veterans that joined the team after being out there and just seeing what we did. Yeah. But that was really cool. Yeah. And expo. you spend, you know, uh, how long was the expo? Was it a weekend or a it week? It was a weekend. Okay. Yeah, so you spend days. the entire weekend talking about something that you live and you're passionate about. So it doesn't feel like work. 
Right. You know, a hundred percent, you know, and I, I love meeting new people mm. and talking to veterans and thanking them for their service. And everybody wants to thank me for mine, but I want to thank them for theirs. Yeah. I wouldn't have had the chance to serve in the military if they wouldn't have been there first. Right. What, um, how, so how does somebody become part of a team? Like, how does that work? It's, it's super easy. If you go to scarsandstrapscoffee.com, you can join right there. Uh, there is a $45 startup fee, and with that startup fee, you get a box, a welcoming box that brings a T-shirt, mm-hmm. some cards, uh, a little bit about what our company is about. Are we still giving a, a mug? Uh, no mug, but sample coffee. Okay, we, we, sell more sample coffee. we yeah. were giving out a mug, but we feel like giving out more samples of the coffee would be better for the veteran. Right. Um, so we give, with that $45, we give you everything you need to start a, start your own company. Okay. Um, and from there, you get a vet code that you can give out to everybody. You can post it on your social media. You can do give out the vet code any way you want to. Mm-hmm. All people have to do whenever they buy coffee is go to the website, order it, put in the vet code, and that veteran gets commission for the coffee that's sold. Got you. So they don't even ha- they don't ever have to have to touch the coffee. Yeah. Which is nice, you know. Oh yeah. You, you, there's companies that out there that you got to buy a, a big stock of it and hope that you sell it. Yeah. You know, coffee you want it fresh, so they can go online, they can order it, and it gets shipped to them. And most of the time, since it's out of Oklahoma City and we're not a huge company right now, we all of our stuff's super fresh. Yeah. Which is nice. And you're a great location. We're right in the middle of everything. You bet. You, you know? bet. So it helps with that too. Uh, and then with the overseas orders, do you just get, get orders through the website and? What was it like when you had the order from Lithuania? Like, well, it's funny because... How do we figure that out? Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about that one was is that, you know, we're, we're trying to help out our, our sales team as much as possible. One of the things was, you know, just everything's so new and, and we've been figuring out, I, I got to give a shout out to my wife. She has been, I call her the Central Intelligence Agency because she's part of all the affiliates and getting them signed up and getting yeah. things shipped out and events that we're doing and coordinating events. And she's just been amazing from kind of, a, I mean, well, she was a stay at home mom for 15 years yeah. to be thrown right into this thing. And and when we originally thought, thought it, I said, Hey babe, would you mind, you know, putting a few uh, coffee bags <laughs> in some boxes and shipping them out? And she's like, yeah, I could do that. You know? And now it's a six hour day job. She's now gotten help, you know, and to, to, you know, help offset some things. And, um, but, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I love her so much. What, what was your, what was your question? She's wrong. Well, she's now running the full background she show, is. right? No, no. But yeah. my question was, you know, what was it like when you first got that order and you're like, where is Lithuania? Oh, oh Lithuania. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, so how do we get coffee to Lithuania? <laughs> I woke up in the morning and it's funny cause I, I see all the orders that come through on my email. Right. Yeah. And so I wake up in the morning and I'm like, Hey babe, um, we, we're going to ship a, a bag of coffee to Lithuania. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, yeah, Lithuania. And, and it dawned, it hit, it hit me that we, in order to try to help our sales teams, we've, we've gone to a different shipping, you know, with Amazon and right. compete with that. So we've gone down to like $3 shipping anywhere yeah. in the United States for a single bag or $6 for, you know, is up for, to yeah. 10 bags. You know, if you go 10 bags and it's free shipping. Right. Yeah. So, um, I was thinking myself, uh, babe, um, it says uh, that they got the the entry level shipping the three dollars. <laughs> I'm go. I'm pretty sure it's going to cost more than three dollars yeah. to ship there. I said, can we just go look and see what it costs to ship to Lithuania? And it was twenty eight dollars to ship yeah. to Lithuania. I said, I don't care. Ship okay, it. That's awesome. It. Yeah. But yeah. fix it. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> she goes. She goes. Well, ask if I wanted to go international. I thought there's no way we're going to send something international, so yeah. I didn't click no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, but it's 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 really been awesome. And uh, but yeah. So we're 
we're continuing to learn and evolve and and it's just all been for the i think it's all been the right timing too yeah. you know i feel like this thing is going to be so big if we were the worst thing that can happen is we we grow too fast you know um and, and that we can't deliver on the goods or we can't uh, keep up. And so it's growing at the right pace, which has been phenomenal. I mean, it's just amazing to, to think that I remember when we, we got our first order of coffee and we're like, oh, man, how am I going to get rid of all this coffee? Like, <laughs> I can remember the day. This is so funny. I'm sitting, you know, so we're, we're shipping out of the house, you know, and I've got my, my office set up. And the coffee is amazing. The smell is, I mean, you, oh, the yeah. smell hits you, man. You open that box, you're like, gosh, I can't yeah. wait to have a cup of it. So I bring home, like, I think the order was like 200 pounds of coffee or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, my office is not too far from my, 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 uh, my bedroom. So the aroma is throughout <laughs> the entire house. And I wake up at the middle of the night with these cold sweats. I'm going, what am I thinking? This is so stupid. I've got 200 pounds of coffee. It smells awesome, but I feel like I'm having a nightmare. I'm having a panic attack, you know? And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this coffee? And then all of a sudden, the orders just start coming in. Yeah. And it's like one or two orders. I'm like, wow, who is this person? You know? And then another order came in, another order came in. And, and now it's like, man, I have to have that per week almost, you know, just to keep up with the events that are going on, the, the online orders, the subscriptions, mm-hmm. all the, all, anybody that's listening to this podcast right now and has a subscription, thank you so much for your, for what you're doing. Cause mm-hmm. it truly makes a difference and you're giving back. Uh, so thank you for that. But our subscriptions are growing on a weekly basis. Uh, it's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, how f- I'm just honored to be yeah. here, man. Just and and when they, they can go and subscribe to the website? Absolutely. So you yeah. can go on, you can buy a, um, a bag or a shirt or whatever. And right. I think it's important to know that everybody knows that it doesn't matter our gear, our, our merchandise, uh, coffee, everything the, the veteran gives back. It gets a commission <laughs> on, right? Yeah. So they're building their businesses. Um, and so I want to make sure that within that business model, there's nothing that goes on the website that they don't get commission on. Yeah. And because that's what it is. I mean, ultimately, what we, we're going to have people that replace their salaries. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, 100%. I mean, think about this. There's $200 billion market in coffee in the yeah. United States. $200 billion. Which is insane. It's insane. Yeah. What if we got 1% of that? What yeah. if we got half a percent of that? And we're able to give back to the finest people in this country. Right. And I think it's important to know because... People are thinking about, hey, man, I'd like to join that. But like Brad said, I'm not a sales guy. I don't know if I can do this. You know what? It's not about so much that. There's there's going to be opportunities for people that say, I don't want to go sell, sell the coffee, but mm-hmm. I would love to get up and go set up an event for some, for one of our sales guys to come in. Yeah. Be a part of the team. You know, there's, there's so many things that we're going to do that people that think, oh, I wouldn't do that. Well, hey, can you get up on a Saturday morning, go brew some coffee, go down to coffee and cars, yeah. you know, and set up a tent, and then the, the, the sales guys will come in? There's going to be people out there that want to do that. Right. But I think that another thing that's a component of this that, uh, is something that's never been tried before, but I'm very uh, passionate about is, is something we're calling the veteran endowment. And, and this is something that's never been tried before. So um, financially, the endowment is different than a foundation. It's different than a 501c3. It has different rules to it. Okay. So the endowment, you can tell what to do. And what we're going to tell this endowment to do is the trust will say you can only spend the interest made off the principal. So if the market is $200 billion, yeah. it's not outside the realm of possibilities to put a billion dollars in this endowment. I think it's important that it's very important that this endowment will not be ran 
by Scars and Stripes Coffee. Right. It'll be independent of Scars and Stripes Coffee. It'll have an independent website of its own. It's going to take a life of its own. Yeah. It'll be ran by a board of directors that's unpaid and that's key. But it basically, that board of directors will be looking at a strategic framework that you check the boxes. Gotcha. And if your veteran organization, your foundation, your 501c3 continues to check these boxes, then we're going to donate to you. So gotcha. imagine if you had a billion dollars in there and you put it into a treasury bond. Yeah. That's 40 million. They're paying about 4% right now. $40 million a year that will be do, don't, uh, uh, loaned out, yeah. not loaned out, given out. Yeah. Um, and so imagine if you're, you know, some foundation that, that takes veterans fishing. Yeah. Okay, if you check the boxes and your budget last year was $50,000 and you're doing the right things, here's a $50,000 check. Now go raise 50000 more. You come back the next year and say, hey, our budget was 100000 with your help. Great. Yeah. Here's a 100000 check. Go buy, you know. So there's a movement. 20,000 nonprofit veteran organizations out there. We want to be the glue to build, to glue all these smaller ones together and get them working together. Yeah. You know? And so, um, it's a movement, man. Yeah, it's it not is. just going, you know, you're not just going out there and selling a cup of coffee, man. You're building a movement that's right. going to be the likes we've never seen before. And what's the stop? There's nothing. There's nothing. Stopping if you stay yeah. to the mission, there's nothing that can stop us. Yeah. Like we're not going to ever stop having veterans. Like that's right. <laughs> you know, it's like everybody needs a military. Like you're still going to have one, you know, you're not going to have someone come in and think, oh, I don't think we're going to need our military anymore. Like, <laughs> right. Especially in America. No one's ever going to say that, right? You know, Mike, you mentioned something that says, you know, how, how impactful this would be to um, active duty. There, mm-hmm. I, and Zach Brown, this is, most of these aren't my ideas. Most, this whole company's not my idea. Yeah. But um, Zach said one day, he said, you know, what would be really interesting is if when you enlist, you also get a packet of Scars and Stripes uh, coffee. Yeah, just to set it up. And it says, yeah. when, you, when you are out of the military... You already have a team to go to Everything's join. No matter where you end up, I yeah. don't care if you're from Oklahoma, you end up in Indiana. We've got teams up there for you to join. Yeah, or and how so long you serve for, right? Exactly. You know, it's it's just going to be set up, ready to go. I mean, literally, there's no reason, and we've checked all the legalities. You can't sell our coffee in uniform, but other than that, you could have a loved one if you're deployed, building yeah. your business, handing your card out, building. You know, and so this is a form of, another form of retirement. Yeah, if people are really buying into this. You know, you could serve four, five, six, eight years, and time you get out you've got a thousand dollars coming in monthly because of your coffee subscriptions yeah it's not outright southern i mean think about 200 billion dollars yeah and and most people go buy their coffee why i don't because they like the label yeah i mean there's no real cause for buying coffee you know so this is really something that's given mission back it's not like hey you know you buy from us and then we'll figure out what to do with the the proceeds we're saying just give it right back to a veteran you know locally, yeah. maybe, or one, you know, just it's a way to give back. And I, I don't think I've ever come across somebody that doesn't know a veteran or someone that's actively serving. Sure, that's right? right. And that's I think right. one of the beauty about being in the States, and I mean, it's the reason I live here, I love this place. Like, <laughs> you know, the American dream is still real, believe me, guys. Like, it's not, you know, there's a reason that so many immigrants want to move to the States because it's, it's opportunity, right? That's Land of opportunity awesome is that. true. Uh, and I'm testament to that. Like, you know, a British guy was a podcast about Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but like the, just the, what I love about this country is just like how much you guys get behind the military. You know, the, the civilians get behind the military because back home I've known people who've gone in and, you know, you have the bigger, the big kind of charity back home is help for heroes, and still they 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 you know, they do a great job. But there's nowhere near that like love of military or 
you know, the first time I ever witnessed it was walking through the airport going home and I'm walking through a busy airport. It's Christmas time. I'm in Chicago and this guy in front of me, you know, when you're walking through an airport and someone stops in front of you and he's just like, dude, really? Like, you know, it's, it's cramped in here. We're busy. It's Christmas. You don't just stop. Right? I almost like walked into the back of him. And the reason he stopped was it was this old guy and he stopped to put his suitcase down to shake the hand of a guy who was who was walking towards him with his family. He was in full dress, ready to go, and to stop and shake his hand. And I'm just like, I felt like a real asshole. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm in a rush. So like, you know, I saw almost brushed into him as I walked past him, and and I look back and I'm just like, I mean, the the old guy looked like the guy from the the, the cartoon Up. You know, right. this little small little guy <laughs> yeah, carrying exactly. his, you know, carrying a suitcase, right, a little like leather suitcase. Um, and I'm just like, and I, it hit me. I just, I stopped and watched it. I was like, that does not happen back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happens all the time, you know? And now, now, you know, when I saw it, I'm like, I'm aware of it now. So every time I see someone that's like in uniform, I was in the corner of my eye, I'm like, someone's, it won't take long. Someone's going to come up and say, thank you. And it just doesn't happen back home. Right. And it's just, it's super powerful. But again, that's not enough. You know, like what you guys are doing is amazing. Uh, and it's, you know, you guys are definitely on the right path and it's working, just building that infrastructure, that seamless transition to develop this business for these veterans and these active military, you know, just so they can transition out. Uh, and I mean, it's a pleasure to share the story. I really appreciate it. This is, uh, this is awesome. And I can't wait now that I know the backstory, I can't wait to, to see you guys grow and see you ship all over the world and ship to all the military bases all over the world. And people who aren't even active military just because they want to support, you know, who doesn't like buying coffee, right? And you may even have a tea soon as well, right? (laughs) Just to ship to everybody else. Um, Because I I grew up drinking tea too, um, but now I'm a coffee drinker and I'm not a coffee snob yet, but I'm sure that I'll get to that level. (laughs) But um, no, gents, this this has been awesome. Um, How can people listening get involved? What are the social media channels that you guys have? How can they start a team do they have to be a veteran to start a team what how how does that all work so there's two core pillars that we ha- we have in our company number one you have to be a veteran to sell our coffee okay. so technically i don't sell the coffee yeah <laughs> um and you also every bag sold either benefits a veteran through commission or bonus just use that vet code just use their vet code you Go can ahead. come to the website you don't have to have a vet code and order the coffee but just know that tw- 20% of your purchase is going back yeah. to the veteran right and so um but, but that's how you, it's simple. Just sign up for a coffee subscription mm-hmm. and watch, be a part of this mission. You know, buy a shirt, go wear your shirt out, you know, just know what that brand represents. Yeah. It's not political. It's just representing the veterans that give us these amazing freedoms in our country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tell a friend. I mean, that's, it's, it's not that hard, you know. And once we get brand recognition, once the story really gets out there, just watch out. It's yeah, going to be yeah. fun. It's going to take off. I, I want to tell one story because it's yeah, just really we got interesting. Uh, is, you know, mentioned the, the, being in an airport and, and, you know, you say you're from the UK, but look mm. what you're doing for, uh, you know, the, we're pretty interconnected in this world. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a much smaller world than it once was, you know. So, you know, I was walking to the airport um, and saw a man with the World War II uh, cap on and so I, I took a picture with him and I wanted to go if you speaking of Instagram and things like that Scars and Stripes Coffee 
both Facebook and Instagram. Check us mm-hmm. out on Scars and Stripes Coffee. And there's a gentleman in there that uh, has a World War II hat on, and I wanted to shake his hand. I took a picture with him, and his his um, daughter and uh, her husband was, was with him. And so he couldn't speak English, very little English. He was Polish. Yeah. And, and so they tell the backstory on this guy during uh, um, World War II. Uh, he's literally in, in Poland, and he can see how the— it, the world was being taken over, right? Yeah. And so uh, Germany was on the march big time. Hitler and, and, and that regime was on the march big time. Well, he literally is 16 years old, doesn't know anything about the world, no training, no what. He, he, he reads a, a leaflet and says, show up here. Yeah. And so they show up, and the generals were trying to train them, and literally... The, the military was coming. German military was coming. The generals leave. Yeah. They stay and fight. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. He then gets, finally, you know, makes it, serves in the military, and now he's part of, uh, the, the uh, he's a American veteran now. Yeah. So they, you know, brought him, but it was, uh, fit, what's the word for it? Friendly um, uh, alliances. Okay. So American alliances. So he's part of um, the, the, the veterans of America, yeah. basically. But it's just phenomenal the, when you start thinking about, um, you know, everyone says thanks. There's most people will say thanks for your service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, w- but what else can you do? And most people don't know what they can do. They don't have a lot of time. Right. But I would just implore you to say, you know, it's not a gimmick. This thing is real. People are getting mission, purpose, and team back. They're also getting extra income, mm-hmm. and they're building. They're becoming independent and involved. So, you know, if you really do love the veterans and want to know how you can give back, you're you're you know, it's eighteen dollars a month. $18 a month to get an amazing bag of coffee yeah. and know that you're giving back to an individual veteran. I mean, that's it's not like donate $20. It's nothing. It's, <laughs> it's really you know, nothing. Yeah, if you yeah. think about it, it's, it's really not. And buy a shirt and wear that shirt. So you ask what you can do, and that's 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 what you can do is yeah. just expand, let people know about our brand. That, you know, there's a there's a lot of companies out there selling coffee, obviously. Um, but but this uh, this one's pretty unique. It's pretty special. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it, this thing will not work if we don't get volumes of people out there spreading the word and and like i said it it doesn't matter what side the spectrum you're on politically um we 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 love everybody right yeah so i mean that that, you know you can really get behind this this it's a veteran coffee company is what it is you know but um anyway yeah i I can't thank you enough for for coming and, and, and doing the interview with us and spreading the word it's it's things like this that's going to you know one day um We'll be talking about Mike from Oklahoma that interviewed us, and on you know, and you'll be have this huge podcast and have a bunch of followers. <laughs> Hopefully, and, yeah, get and, up to the Joe Rogan style one day a week, you know, <laughs> right one on. podcast a day kind of thing, seven a week. So thank you for, for doing that. Yeah, there one more thing in there. Uh, we also do retail accounts. Okay, so if you have yeah. a store, you have somewhere that you want to sell the coffee out of, uh, we can hook you up with a veteran to where you buy your coffee from the veteran, and then you can sell it out of your store. Gotcha. Uh, the important thing is uh, you have to have a veteran contact and before you can do yeah. that. So if you don't have one, get in contact with us at Scars and Straps. We can hook you up with a veteran. We can get you uh, somebody in there to sell you some coffee. Yeah. So it's not it's not just online. I'd like it's to get everything. And, I'd like to get in out the there store and retail and stores. And yeah, well. yeah. I know people like to buy it and have it in hand right then. So that's, right. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity. That's yeah. a great point. One that you probably need to expound on is that that. What's also unique about our company is definitely we're an online company, but we're also boots on the ground. Yeah, and that's what that's really what makes us unique is that that we have boots on the ground out there building a business 
and then also obviously online. But the uh, we're 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 reinvesting. We're round two capital investment into this thing, and okay. and the the next website that's coming out is going to be incredible. And um, I got to give a shout out also to our web designer, Studio Flight, Ashton Owens out there, Scott. And, Crushing it, um, man! They are doing They're so good. Great work. They are so, so good. I love their work. Um, I, I tell you what, they won't steer you wrong, and mm-hmm. they're they're um, they're not the the cheapest uh, guys out there, but they do. They know what they're doing. That whatever they say they can do, they're going to put. They're going to mm-hmm. deliver on. So we're on round two with our website. So get get ready for another oh, yeah. first in class website coming out. That's one thing that I feel like we need a more first in class website, and it's on the way. So we're we're in the development. We're in the design phase of that. When that comes out, it's going to be yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, it's literally what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to click on our website and within seconds, you're going to have your bag purchased and you'll have a button that you can push. And in that data system, you'll have every one of our veterans that will randomly generate you a veteran to support on a monthly okay. subscription or a single subscription or a single purchase. But yeah. when that happens, it's it's going to it's so going to be so seamless for a civilian or a, a veteran that doesn't want to sell but wants to support mm-hmm. to be able to support a local veteran. Awesome. Well, gents, this is this is so good. I'm like, I'm geeking out about how awesome this is going to be because, like I said, just getting the backstory and just hearing that you know this isn't this is just the beginning, you know. Beginning. And once that website kicks in, you know, makes it even more seamless. Like back to the military, this is going to be a full operation, and you know, it is not just going to last a year or so. This is lifetime, you know. Uh, and I'm excited to to share this story and be a part of just this little kind of tiny little bit, you know, that I can do. So anything I can do to help, you know, we'll definitely share as much as possible. Scars and stripes, coffee.com. And then scars and stripes on all social media, coffee, scars, on all, stripes, coffee on all, all Instagram. social media channels. We'll have a Twitter soon. We'll have a blog yeah. soon. Soon you're going to be able to see kind of the leadership board. And awesome. this is what's going to be exciting because when people hear this, you're going to think it's a gimmick. Right. When you start seeing the commissions coming back to the veterans, the things that they're doing, you see a veteran, you see Scars and Stripes Coffee at an event. Yeah. Um, just know this company's for you guys. It's thank mm-hmm. you for as a civilian. Come up and say hi to us. Yeah. Come up and say hi to that veteran. You know, and they're they're going out on a, on a, on a limb as well, and and, and getting out of their yeah. comfort zone. You know, and and getting out of that house and just welcome them. Say thank you. You know, and buy a bag of yeah. coffee while you're there. You know, buy a shirt, whatever. But just. Anyway, be looking for us because it's right. going to be big. And if Brad pulls you over because he's a police officer, buy a bag of coffee and you might get out of a ticket. <laughs> not uh, not putting any chances on that, though. There's a disclaimer on that one. Um, again, gents, appreciate your time. This is awesome. Uh, and I can't wait to see how this, you know, how big this is going to be. Well, so. appreciate your time. Guys, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston, mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.